Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. God, we just thank you so much for all that you have done. Lord God, all that you are doing in our lives, Lord God, we just thank you for your grace, for your, the power of your word. We thank you, Lord, that every word of God is powerful and effective. We thank you, Lord, that your word is powerful and effective. God, we just thank you today for continuing to, to work in us, to change us, to, to mould us and shape us for your glory, God. As, as your people collectively, Lord, but individually, Lord, I pray this morning that, God, you would just speak by your Spirit into people's lives, their situations, their circumstances, God. I just thank you that you know all things, you understand all things. I just pray today, Lord, that you would just strip away those things that are not of you, those, those thoughts, Lord God, that are not of you, Lord God that you would bring those thoughts uh, that are your thoughts, that, Lord, maybe we're not hearing. Lord, that you'd help us to hear your Spirit speaking to us this morning. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. God, I just thank you that wherever we, wherever we are, you are there with us. And just thank you, Lord, that Lord, through, every, through every storm, through every situation, you are God over all of those things. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, God. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thanks, team. You can take a seat. We can let them have a rest. Praise God. It's so good to, to be together and just celebrating again and thinking 12 months ago, wow, it's so good to be together. And I know there's some people away at school holidays and, and there's things happening in different people's lives, but it's so good to come together. And... Uh, we're actually, oh, no, I'll keep that for a bit later, but it's so good to be together. <laughs> Jumping ahead of myself. Thank you, Lord. Um, thank you, God. Yeah, a couple of weeks ago, we talked about seed. Actually, that's what I was going to say. Uh, guess what, kids? Next week, Kids Church, CFC Kids is back. <laughs> Woo! And uh, for any of those families at home that are watching online, because you know you just decided to stay home with the kids today, Make sure we're here next week for, for CFC Kids. Um, if there is any parents this morning and you just need a bit of space for younger kids to, to go and have a play, the, the service is on the screen in the hall and you can go out in the parents' room anytime if you need that. But a couple of weeks ago, we talked about corn or seeds, didn't we? And I had a, a, a lump of very cold, frozen corn. Uh, you probably couldn't feel that, but I could. Um, and we talked about how if we refuse to give our life over to God then we will lose it. In the scheme of eternity, we will lose our lives if we don't surrender to God and place our lives in His hands. And today on our, our Vision Sunday, this morning I want to talk some more about seed. And uh, I want to read a couple of scriptures to you from 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6. It says this, Remember this, a farmer who plants only a few seeds will get only a small crop. But the one who plants generously will get a generous crop. Makes sense, doesn't it? Some basic biblical wisdom there. Fantastic. Galatians 6 verse 8 says this, Those who live only to satisfy their own sinful nature will harvest decay and death from that sinful nature. But those who live to please the Spirit will harvest everlasting life from the Spirit. I want to make this statement to you this morning, and you've probably heard this thought before, but we don't spend our time, we invest our time. 
You don't spend your time doing things. Uh, you invest your time. Whatever you spend your time doing, you are investing in. Maybe it's cooking lunch. You go home after church and you, you're cooking lunch. You're not just spending your time making a meal. You're investing your time in feeding people. And I say, praise God for you. And because uh, food is a good thing. Joseph's so excited about that too. That's good. We invest our time. We don't just spend our time. We can do all sorts of things with our time. But in the end, we are investing our time in something that can bring about fruitfulness and, and multiplication. And there's some things that we can invest our time in that actually just bring death and decay. And there's sometimes we stop and we do nothing. But that's actually not just spending time doing nothing. You're investing in being refreshed. It's good to stop and rest. God gives rest to those he loves, it says in his word. Now, as a family, this is something we've talked about for probably four years now. We are taking long service leave very soon. <laughs> and I want to say thank you so much. There's people clapping about that because uh, there's a part of me that can feel guilty. There's a part of me that can feel like, oh, we can't go away and leave these guys for three months. I'll miss them. I want to know what's going on. You're my family. I love you guys. <laughs> Thanks, God. But you know what? We, we're making a decision to not just go and have some fun traveling around Australia, but we're choosing to invest time in our family. You know, I'm, I'm the, the father of six kids and the husband of one wife. <laughs> and, and we want to... <laughs> that wasn't that... <laughs> It shouldn't be that exciting. It should be fairly normal. Um, we want to invest time in our family because you know what? Life gets busy. And last year was a crazy busy year for us as a family. And I thank Rochelle so much for what she carried for us as a family. But, yeah. I feel like God has arranged this time that we've been planning for four years. We've had some delays in that happening. Um, but this, we are going away for three months, starting on the 17th of May. Um, if you didn't know that, we, we're heading away. But we're not just going to spend time enjoying the sights of Australia. We're going to be investing time in, in our family and, and growing together. And uh, really excited to see how God works through that as I said, through, through us as a family. Have a listen to this other passage in Ephesians chapter 4. I just turn there myself. Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 1. It says, Therefore, I. So Paul's just been talking about how he wants their, their roots to grow down deep into God's love. He says, Therefore, I, a prisoner for serving the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling. I'm going to pray, I'm going to say, this is my prayer for you, even as I go away, that you would live a life worthy of the calling. That CFC over the next three months will just grow and grow and bloom and blossom because you are the church, not the pastor. I beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling, for you have been called by God. Always be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other, making allowances for each other's faults because of your love. Make every effort to keep yourselves united in the Spirit, binding yourselves together with peace. For there is one body and one Spirit, 
just as you have been called to one glorious hope for the future. There is one Lord, one faith, one baptism, and one God and Father who is over all and in all and living through all. However, He has given each one of us a special gift, or other translations say, a grace, a special gift through the generosity of Christ. That is why the Scriptures say, when He ascended to the heights, He led a crowd of captives and He gave gifts to His people. Just skipping down to verse 11. Now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and teachers. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do His work and build up the church, the body of Christ. This will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. What a beautiful picture. Then we will no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed and blown about by every, new, every wind of new teaching. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever they sound like the truth. Instead, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of His body, the church. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly, as each part does its own special work. It helps the other parts grow, so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. What a beautiful beautiful picture of the body of Christ, being the body of Christ, all serving one another and loving each other and using your gifts to to build up and and help everyone come to maturity in their faith so that no one is led astray. It's a beautiful, harmonious picture of the church being the church and growing. I wish it always looked like that. Well, let's be honest, there's other passages, and I just want to turn to Acts chapter 6 and look at one other passage of a picture of the church growing. Acts chapter 6 and verse 1. I was turning my Bible to there. And here we've got a passage that comes straight after when the, the day of Pentecost has come. They've been filled with the Holy Spirit. The apostles have been filled with boldness to go out and preach, and they've been preaching the gospel, and they've just been uh, arrested and whipped and beaten, and they're, they're suffering for preaching the gospel. But God is expanding the kingdom. God is drawing people to Himself, and the kingdom is growing. The church is expanding. And chapter 6, verse 1 says, But as the believers rapidly multiplied... There were rumblings of discontent. Have a little ponder what that might have looked like. The Greek-speaking believers complained about the Hebrew-speaking believers, saying that their widows were being discriminated against in the daily distribution of food. So the twelve called a meeting of all the believers. That would have been a big gathering. They said, we apostles should spend our time teaching the Word of God, not running a food program. And so, dear brothers, select seven men who are well-respected and full of the Spirit and wisdom. We will give them this responsibility. Then we, apostles, can spend our time in prayer and teaching the Word. Everyone liked this idea, and they chose the following. Stephen, a man full of faith and the Holy Spirit. Philip, Prochorus, Nicanor. Don't you love that name? Nicanor. Timon and Pumbaa. Oh, sorry. Timon, maybe, not Timon, but Timon and looks like Parmesan, but it's Parmenus. 
Parmenas and Nicholas of Antioch, an earlier convert to the Jewish faith. These seven were presented to the apostles who prayed for them as they laid their hands on them. So God's message continued to spread. The number of believers greatly increased in Jerusalem and many of the Jewish priests were converted too. You know, there's the beautiful picture of Ephesians 4, of the loving, harmonious, gracious, beautiful picture of the church. But then we have Acts 6 of the church growing and multiplying and it's a little bit messy, it's a little bit, a little bit like iron sharpening iron and there's a bit of tension, it's a little bit chaotic. I prefer the Ephesians 4 passage, but I know that the Acts 6 passage is just as real. And for us at CFC, I know there's some of us that we are, we are, we are, Let's grow things, people. We're, we're excited about seeing growth and we're, we're so excited that we've had over 200 people here the last few weeks. Praise be to God. And, and you're saying, we need more buildings, we need more programs, we need more big events to reach more people. And you're just, you're just one of those people who gets excited about growing. And you're like, woo, let's go. And some of you, as I say that, you're going, oh, just let me, just let me take a breath. Because you're a, you're a peacemaker. You're a, a compassionate care our person who just wants to help the people that are here find the peace that Jesus wants for them. And you're more concerned about how we're discipling those that come. And you're so aware of the challenges that some people are facing and, and, and you want to have compassion and mercy and, and both perspectives are God's heart. You see, there's a tension in Scripture for all of us in life. You read chapters and verses like 1 Thessalonians 4 that talk about living a quiet life, working with your hands and letting people respect the godly life that you live and that will draw people to salvation. But then we have the passages like Philippians 3 where Paul says, I press on towards the goal with purpose in every step, punishing my body like an athlete, training it to do what it should. There's a striving, there's a, there's a pressing on, there's a pursuit that Paul talks about that we are challenged by at times. And there's a tension between those two positions, those two places we can be in sometimes. But as I've been praying over the last few months, and the thing that God's been impressing upon me, is, as it talks about in Acts 6, as the church multiplies, the word God has put on my heart is multiply. Multiply. You know, as, as a church, we won't grow and be healthy if we just try and do what we're doing and work a bit harder. We won't be healthy and growing as God desires. We must all, as disciples who have been called by God, learn to grow and be disciples who make disciples. People who equip others to do what we do. It was so exciting this morning to see a couple of new people up on the stage and, and people who have been... Our team is multiplying, expanding, and that's exciting. We've talked about over the last five years that we don't want to just have a massive building that has an impressive production for people to come to. We want to see the church multiply. We want to see disciples who make disciples, people who are equipped to share the gospel and to, to preach and to teach and life groups to expand and multiply and more life group leaders to grow up. We want to see the kingdom expanded, not just a bigger production on Sunday morning. And we want to, I really believe that we are going to see a multiplication of what we do. 
not just a multiplication of numbers, but a multiplication of preachers, a multiplication of small group leaders, a multiplication of worship leaders, of, of people who care for people. And uh, that might mean second services, it might mean third services, who knows what God's plans are. But I want to encourage you this morning to think about how can you multiply yourself? Are you a disciple who is seeking to make disciples? Because God's call for every single person who knows the love of God is to help others know the hope that you have. And I've got to say, I was just talking to someone in the last couple of weeks about they've been meeting with someone who's a new Christian, and they were so encouraged, they were so stirred up, they were fired up, because they're like, man, this is amazing. This person's kind of understanding for the first time the grace of God. It's the most beautiful thing. And if you've never had that opportunity to meet with someone who's a new Christian, I want to encourage you to find someone who you can encourage and read the Word of God together. You mightn't have the answers, but you get together and say, hey, would you like to read the Bible? And let's explore it together and help that person understand the kingdom of God. And you know what? They're going to help you learn as well. Because as they ask questions, you'll go, huh, I never thought about that. And you'll be challenged and you'll be encouraged. But how can you seek to multiply yourself? I really felt that last year through COVID, I think I've said it before, that it gave us a chance. It gave us an opportunity to see what it's like to do two Sunday morning services. And you know what, over the last two few weeks, if we continue to have 180, 200 plus people in the room, that, that time may come sooner than expected. I said to the team and uh, shared with some leaders the other day that uh, if that happens in the three months while I'm away, I said, God give you wisdom and grace, have fun. <laughs> and I want to say to you as the church, please give grace and have fun. <laughs> And uh, let's, let's be willing to see what God would do if we come to the point where we can't fit people in the building, that we want to have two services. We want to have two times for people to come. Maybe it means the kids will go out from the start of the service to make space for more kids in the kids' program and more people in here. But let's be willing. Let's be humble and gracious as God leads us forward. However we sow, we reap. Are we willing to give everything for the glory of God? There's two things I'm really excited to share with you today. And this morning, my message is quite different to a normal message I would share. But there's a couple of things I want to share with you that one of them has been over 10 years in the coming. There's something that I, I felt God stir in my heart so passionately, even before Pastor Dave and Jenny uh, moved on to Goa and handed over the, the reins of being pastor to me, was to set up a pastoral care team. And I said, uh, even before they left, I said, in my heart, my, my passion and my desire is that I wouldn't try and be everything that they've been or done, but we would release people to be who God's called them to be. And praise be to God, we have recently established and set up a brand new CFC pastoral care team. And my insides are jumping out of my skin right now. <laughs> You know, it was 2013, we set up our, our ministry facilitators team, basically to try and help our ministries be able to communicate better and, and coordinate things and work together to serve people more. And it's been another eight years and we're doing, setting up another team to help care for people 
and communicate better as we care for people more. And I've been really aware over the last three, four plus years that there's been times when I've been a bottleneck. I've, I've felt like I've got in the way almost of some things happening. I don't want that to be the case. I'm so aware that we need to release this team to, to do the work that God has called them to do, not just to free up my time, but to multiply our ability to minister to people. And that is the excitement in my heart that we can have more capacity to care for people and disciple people. So there's seven people who I want to uh, let you know who they are. I'll just, just hide that for a second because they'll look at it and they'll listen to me. <laughs> just, just hide that one for us. Thank you. Um, before I say who these people are, this team is, is not going to do all the pastoral care, I want to say. I, I, one of the excitement, exciting aspects of the last 12 months for me, as I've said, is seeing the church be the church. And God has called every single one of us to care for one another. And the role of this team isn't to do all the caring, but their role will be to be available to care for people and help others learn to care for others as well. And it's not a new role for any of these people. They've all been caring and, and serving people already, but we just want to release them and, and acknowledge them and pray for them this morning. Um, so I'm saying that, we'll put that on, up on the screen. We've got Josh and Rach Edwards, Kerry, Re- uh, sorry, Josh and Rach Edwards, Kerry Reynolds, Lorraine Simmons, Matt Coop and Jenny Stevens that have all agreed to be a part of that team um, to help care for you and anyone that God brings into our church, whether it's a new person wanting to find out about who Jesus is or it's someone and you're just going through some struggles and challenges and these, these guys want to be available to serve you. And we're going to pray over them in just a moment. Um, and there's a, a phone number up on the screen there that we've set up. That's actually the, if you had the, the number saved in your phone from COVID times for when you had to register for services. Anyone remember those good old, uh, no, terrible old days? <laughs> it's the same number as that, that number. And uh, while I'm away in particular, if you need to talk to someone, you can call that number anytime and you can talk to one of that team or make a time to catch up with one of them uh, to, to be available to care for you. We're going to pray for those guys and, and commission them in just a moment. But the other thing that connects with this team is that I've been so aware that this team needs another go-to person to help coordinate them, to be a, uh, answer questions when they've got questions, um, to, to support that team and also be a contact person for anyone trying to get in touch with that team. So I've asked Beck Lethbridge, where's Beck? He's up back there, <laughs> to be a connections coordinator for us here at CFC, and uh, she, she agreed to do that, so praise God for that. Um, I'm sorry, yeah. Um, for those of you who, who don't know Beck, Beck grew up here in the church, so um, Luke and Beck moved away for a few years, but we've known each other for a long time, and it's so appreciated over the last six months or more, the, the support that Beck's been doing in the background. Um, and I, I just want to say that I, actually, I, I'll ask all that team to come and we want to pray for you guys. I just want to say, I always, my desire will be to be available to anyone who wants to catch up and have a chat. That is my desire. But I am so aware that we need more people available, more, more, more team available to care for and pray for people. Come up, come up on the stage, guys. Um, so we're going to pray for these guys. We're going to ask Mike, maybe Sam and Matt, do you guys want to come too? 
Where's someone? You want to come to someone? We're going to pray for these guys. Just as it talks about in Acts 6, they prayed and, and anointed and, and, and released the team to, to do that role that God's called them to. We're going to pray for these guys this morning. Oh, we're not going to fit them in front of them. Um, so can we pray together this morning? Maybe you want to stretch out a hand. Maybe you want to, maybe you want to stand as we pray even. Let's just pray for this team now that God would use them as he's called them. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Lord God, we just thank you so much for what you have done in each of our lives, Lord God. We just thank you so much, God, for what you have done for your mercy and your grace. And God, I just thank you for this team. I thank you, God, for the way each of them knows your love and your care for them. Lord God, I'm just so grateful, Lord, for their willingness to just be making themselves available, Lord, to serve your people, to, to be ones who care for people, that they might discover who they are in Christ, that they might be encouraged and equipped and built up, that, Lord, more and more people in the city of Colac and wherever you lead us, God, might, might be aware of your saving grace. Lord, right, right now we just pray for them, we anoint them, Lord, we commission them, Lord, for this role that you have called to for them at this time. We thank you, Lord, for expanding this team, Lord, as, as you desire, Lord, for, for using them in the ways that you would desire. God, I thank you for equipping them, for continuing by your Holy Spirit to lead them and give them wisdom and grace and mercy in all the things that they do, the conversations they have. Lord, I thank you that you go before them and you will lead them and guide them. I thank you, Lord, for Beck and her role as a connections coordinator, Lord. We just thank you, God, for her willingness to be making herself available, Lord, within her own family and, and life, that, God, you would... Uh, Stir her heart to this point where she wants to make herself available, Lord, to just serve this team and your church to help people feel connected and, and get plugged in where they need to be connected, Lord. We just thank you, Lord, for using them for your glory. We thank you, Lord, for the hundreds and hundreds of lives that are going to be impacted through this team. Just thank you, Lord, for the lives changed. Lord, we just pray it would be all for your glory in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Let's give them a hand. and yeah. Thank you, Lord. You can take a seat, guys. Thank you. Um, I just want to say, too, that the inside the, the Vision Outworked brochure thing there, it's, it's got that pastoral care number in there as well. If you need to talk to someone and you want to get a hold of that number, it's in there. Feel free to call me as well, but there's another opportunity if you know. Actually, I don't need to talk to Andrew about that, but I'd like to talk to someone. Feel free to do that. The other aspect of Beck's Connections coordinator role, um, she's going to be doing some bits and pieces, um, helping coordinate things on a Sunday morning just to help make things flow because I've realised that, you know those little things that happen and you know those little things that, what happens when they don't happen? Things start to fall over and uh, uh, Beck's kind of not just doing it but helping coordinate a team. She's multiplying herself even before she started uh, to, to coordinate just the little things like making sure the heater's on if it's cold and uh, making sure there's someone greeting you at the door and, and different little things around the place. That's another part of her role. And uh, thank you, Lord. A couple other things I just want to mention this morning um, before I come to a few final points. Um, it's been so exciting this year. You know, we've got six, I think I'm kept up to date, six or maybe seven uh, people studying courses at Bible College right now. And uh, it's been so exciting to see people just wanting to grow. And I mean, Bible college isn't the, the ultimate call for everyone. Like, it's just an opportunity to grow in our knowledge of who Jesus is, of His Word, and to grow in our, our ministry 
skills. Um, and at the start of the year, Jess Box came to me and said, Andrew, I'm doing Bible college this year and I just want to serve and come in a day a week and help out around the place. And she's been doing that and uh, I said to our facilitator team, you know what, I so appreciate what Jess is doing and we, we've talked and we've, uh, we've acknowledged we needed some more administration help over the last 12, 18 months and uh, we decided to, to give Jess a day a week's pay as a, a, a trainee. Um, so Jess has been doing that as, and she's like, well, now I can give more time. So I just really appreciate her, her heart to serve and she's been a real blessing in helping all those things that are on your seat this morning. She's got them all ready and on your seats and just little jobs that free up my time to, to meet with people and do other things. Also, I want to just thank and acknowledge Hayden. Hayden has overseen our, our tech stuff through COVID and all those things as well, uh, all the sound upgrades that happened over the last 18 months. Uh, he's handed over the reins of the tech team to Matt, but I just want to really say a huge thank you to Hayden and acknowledge you for what you've done uh, in that role of leading the tech team. Um, yeah, let's give him. Give him a... Financially, as, as we've got a few new costs, I just wanted to mention that we have been so blessed as a church. I just want to acknowledge again that um, last year, God blessed us abundantly above what we expected, but I just want to let you know that... Um, Earlier this year, I had a phone call from someone completely out of the blue, and they just said to me, Andrew, have you thought about, I just felt God saying something about new staff, and um, basically, the two days later, we had, um, just remind me the figure, David, $46,000 deposited into our account to help pay for staffing here at CFC, and I've got to say, it just blew me away. Um, just the, the, the faith and the generosity of not just that person, but every person who gives. And, and we'd been just praying and thinking and considering how we could go about putting on some extra people. So Beck's uh, doing eight hours and Jess is doing that eight hours. But then the very next day almost, this person rings up and said, I've just felt God say, I just, I just, we just need to give this money. And I, I just want to praise God and thank God for His goodness and for your generosity and for, for whatever you give. It doesn't matter the sum, but just... God's faithfulness as we give what we have. In the same measure we sow, we reap. And God help us to give our lives for the glory of God. Amen. A couple other things I just feel like I need to acknowledge today, just as part of our, our Vision Sunday. I just want to thank Dee so much for what she's done. Dee Hill with CFC Kids. Um, You know, there's, there's so many churches that just stopped their kids' ministry altogether through COVID. And I want to thank, thank our team who came in and, and recorded CFC Kids. That, man, that was some fun and some challenges. Um, but it's been amazing. And the number of kids, the first week back we had CFC Kids this year, we had the biggest number of kids I think we've ever had in, in church. Also, I want to acknowledge and just thank Beck Fleming and the, the MOPS team, because in the same way, they invested into the mums in that community, in our community, through COVID, and MOPS is booming. And I've got to say, if you've never seen MOPS, Mothers of Preschools, functioning here on a Thursday morning, it is a mass production of work and setting up, and there's teams here on Wednesday setting up, because there's so much to do, but they've just been loving and caring and supporting these mums to show the love of God. And I just want to say thank you to, the, to Beck and the team. It's been amazing. You know, that hasn't been the case for so many other churches. Uh, I, I just feel we are so blessed, and I want to acknowledge that. 
Sam with youth. You know, Sam spoke at our state training day the other day about discipling young people because, you know, we, we have something special with Sam and Matt, a great couple. <laughs> um, the, the, the youth team. I also say also thanks to Fred and, and the chapels and the property team, just the way they go about serving and, and making sure things work. You know, the light, I don't know if it's working today, is it? In the men's toilet, it wasn't working. I just sent a message. I don't have to think about it again. Now they'll really know if they've forgotten. <laughs> Um, also, I want to just acknowledge, um, it's, you know, it's, it's been difficult to get some things up and running again since COVID, but I just want to thank my dad, Rob, for uh, the way he's been able to coordinate our host team. And it's a, it's a tricky role to coordinate uh, greeting and communion and offering and kitchen and all those different bits and pieces. But, and thank you to the team. Thank you so much to people who've got involved with that. And we do still need more volunteers. Uh, please get involved. One last thing I wanted to mention before I wrap up my, my points and my message. Um, you know, something that God's been stirring on my heart the last uh, couple of years, and, and the start of the year was I spent some time with God and just felt like, God, what are, the, what are the big things this year that you want really are wanting us to put in place at CFC? And one of the things was to run a, a leadership training time with, with people here at CFC. And I'm just so excited about that CFC um, Certificate of Leadership time, and it's, to be honest, it's, it's CFC Certificate of Leadership 1, and there's going to be a Certificate 2, and there's going to be a Certificate 3, and there's going to be a Certificate 4. It's not just a one-off thing, we're going to continue to have these running over the next couple of years. And some people have said, oh, is there any kind of, like, any academic recognition? Nope. <laughs> it won't be recognised anywhere but here. Um, but you know what it will be recognised as? It'll be recognised as you growing in God. It'll be you developing and, and preparing yourself and being equipped for what God has for you. So it's, it's not going to give you some diploma, but it's just about being trained and equipped and prepared for what God has for us. There's three points I want to make as I try and wrap up my ramblings this morning. <laughs> Point number one, God grows His church. Christ is head of the church. He is the one who fits his body together. He is the one who grows his church. And I am so aware that none of us can do anything without him. It's him who fits us together. It's him who grows his church. And you know what? Sometimes I feel like I just need to get out of the way to see, to see God build his church. That's when, I, that's when we don't let pride, we don't let offense, we don't let... Uh, our own selfish desires, it's when we, when we lay down our life, God grows His church. God help us to be people who lay down our life, our seed, and that we would see the harvest. Point number two, you know what? God grows His church, but God works through people. God works through people. He works through people like you and the person sitting beside you. And God wants to use you as a part of growing His church. He wants to use you in seeing His church multiplied. Disciples who make disciples. Point number three, this is my final one. God's command for us is to multiply. To go make disciples. God's desire is that every person would know His love, His grace, his compassion for them, that they would know the hope that we have. 
God's desire is that we would be changed, that we would be molded, that we would come, that we would be transformed into the image of Christ, that we would know His peace and that we would do life with Him every single day. That's my desire. That's my desire for you and that's my desire for every single person who doesn't know Him. But God wants to use you to make that happen. And we should be so excited. We should be so privileged and aware of the the opportunity that we have to be salt and light, to be His hands and feet in this world. You know what I find interesting? The natural result of love and passion is multiplication. Let's leave that win with you. Where there is love and where there is passion, multiplication so easily happens. I wonder, do you have a love for Jesus in your heart? Do you know what he has done for you? Are you aware of what Jesus endured, that he did it all so that you could know the saving grace of Jesus Christ? If you know his love, if you're allowing his love to affect you as you open the word of God day by day, week by week, I believe we will have a passion, not just for God, but for his church and for the lost, that there will be a natural multiplication. It's not by us striving, it's a natural result of love and passion. Now, I actually like maths. Um, does anyone else like maths? Maths was like that thing for me, it was like, it just came easy. Spelling, forget about it. Maths, it's great. So let's do a really quick maths lesson. What's one times zero? Zero. And for some people, you're still going, I don't get it. How can you have one times zero and it equals nothing? Because if you've got one lot of nothing, you've got nothing. You know, one times zero, I think, explains what it's like when we try and do something in this life to, to try and earn God's forgiveness. Our everything equals nothing without God. But when we come to God, what's one times one? One times one. One, there we go. <laughs> one times one is one. There we go. One plus one is two. One times one is one. And I think that's kind of like for us, when we realize the saving grace of Jesus Christ, when we understand what he has done for us, we surrender our life to him, we come to him, it's like one times one, and we come to him and we receive the inheritance he has for us, we can live with him for eternity. But I actually think there's a one times two that God wants for us. It's, it's us times a love for God and his church. Because if we love God and we don't love His church, we're not going to see multiplication. Where there's division, there is not a blessing. But if we love God, if we have a passion for Him and for the gospel, if we love His church, it becomes one times two. And then two times two is four. And then four times four is 16. And 16 times 16, it will stop there. God wants to multiply His church. He doesn't want anyone to not know the saving grace the message of the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let's invest. Let's give our lives for what matters most. You know, if you live for 80 years, your life, you have 4,000 weeks. If you're 20 years old, you now only have 3,000 weeks left. 
If you're 40 years old, that means you've got 2,000 weeks left. How, should, how far should I go? <laughs> how are we using our weeks? We don't just spend our time. We are investing our time in something. And I want to challenge you. I want to encourage you. I want to plea to you. Spend your time. Invest your time in what will matter most for eternity. I'm going to ask the band to come as we pray. Can we stand this morning as we pray? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. God, we are so, so, so grateful, Lord, for everything that you have done for us. Lord Jesus, that you were willing to come to the cross. You went to the cross, you endured it all. And you rose again victorious that we too can have new life, that we can be forgiven for our sin. But God, I just pray today that you would help us not just to know that, but Lord, to be reminded day by day of your love for us. That Lord, you would stir that love and that passion within us for the gospel, for you, that we would have just a delight and a desire to spend time with you day by day. That we would do life with you. But Lord, also that we would give our lives like a seed, that we would give our lives to see you bring about a harvest of, of righteousness, of people's lives being transformed by the gospel. Lord God, I just thank you for, for nurses and school teachers and, and people working in service stations and people working on farms and wherever we go, God, that we have an opportunity to, to be that person, to be that Christ-following farmer, to be that Christ-following teacher, to be that Christ-following whatever we do, that could be the one to help others in that sphere of life, in that world, in that community, know that they too can be saved, that they can have hope for eternal life. I thank you, Jesus, for just encouraging every single person today in the calling that you have for them, which is unique and different from every other person. You know, sometimes we can feel like the thing that we do, it's not that special. It's, I, I just do this. But the thing that you just do is probably easy for you because that's actually how God's gifted you. And that thing that you do, don't just think, this is just what I do. Say, God, I'm going to do this for you and I'm going to give it my best. God, this morning, we just want to surrender ourselves again and say, Lord, have your way through us. As your people, as individuals, and as your church, Lord, we ask that you would have your way in this year ahead and in every single day, we pray in Jesus' mighty name. And everyone said, Amen. We're going to stand and we're going to finish this morning by singing of the goodness of God. His mercy never fails me. Let's sing and praise our God and Saviour today.